Hello everyone, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all. Welcome back to another season of Podcast Mantle where we discuss the opinions, perspectives, and thoughts of the Indonesian community right here in East Lansing. As always, I will be your lead host, Andika Diantoro. And for this season, I am so excited to be joined by a new lineup of crew in this studio. And firstly, I'm going to introduce our... A uh, new co-host for this season. She was a guest in seasons one and two, and now she's on board the podcast mantle team as a permanent co-host. Uh, welcome aboard, Jasmine. Hello, everyone. How how are you today? I'm doing great. All Getting right. over a cold, but so I apologize if my voice sounds a little husky, but I'm glad to be here. All right, all right. And next up, we have uh, our newest co-host for today's episode. Uh, she works with me in the events uh, division of Permias MSU. Uh, Claudia Helena, how are you today? Hi, I'm doing good. Doing good. Very tired. Long week, long week. But I am your temporary fill-in co-host for today. So yeah, hi. All right, and uh, for the viewers out there, I, I forgot to mention earlier that Jasmine right here is also the current vice president of Permias MSU. <laughs> and also, right here in the studio is the man behind the scenes of Podcast Mantu. He is our very own producer and editor. Welcome finally in person to the studio, Mr. Nicholas Kurniawan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> All right, guys. So I have to start by saying this. Oh my goodness, we already made it through season three. Like podcast mantle has done like ten episodes so far. That's, crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. Now I'm gonna start by you know uh, picking at my uh, two co-hosts right here. Okay. How does it feel to be back in person? Like we we all know we spent like. The last like 12 months or so online right and i know it sounds like a redundant topic to ask since you know when we got back here we got asked it like probably a yeah. gajillion times mm -hmm. yeah. so i want to know from you guys personally how it is how it feels like to be back in particular because you know we've been juggling uh with a lot of stuff so far i'm gonna start with you jasmine um honestly i was like a little scared with COVID and everything and how the university was gonna handle it at first. Um, Cause they kept changing things. But then I think now with, you know, mandating masks indoors and everyone has to be vaccinated except for people have exemptions, but still like mass majority of people are vaccinated. So I feel a little bit more safe about that. And I'm just really enjoying actually having in-person classes and having like support Because starting STEM classes and like doing them online was really yeah. tough, mm -hmm. but but doing them in person is a lot better now. Is it because like you get more of like uh, the interaction with like people like in order to like help in getting what you need, or is it are is there any specific part that you enjoyed so far now that we're back in person? I think like my coding class, being able to like collaborate with like a classmate and then also getting help from TAs like was a huge difference because I completely taught myself how to code and I did all of the labs by myself while it was online and so having that difference and like learning a completely new like computing language 
like having that help is like so much better and I'm struggling way less and I'm actually getting my labs done on time and everything just makes more sense when I have like a cohesive schedule rather than mm-hmm. online when it was like do everything yourself oh, and make your goodness. own schedule and it's like well okay well this assignment's due mm-hmm. at eleven fifty nine on a Friday so I'll wait till nine o'clock on Friday and it just <laughs> it's yeah. really bad so I really like coming back in person okay well um well I, I think I shared the same feeling as you when it comes to like being back in person because not only like as you said you know when it was online do everything yourself now at least personally I myself I have something to do every day no matter how lazy I am and also like it's in a way more organized you know as you say you know morning do this yeah there's more structure exactly yeah. and after you do this and such and such so like your brain works more like nowadays yeah, as yeah. opposed to last year well now i'm gonna turn to you now claudia how do you feel about being <laughs> back in first well and well yeah okay so technically this is my first time yeah in michigan like yeah. in msu in east lansing and in michigan um because i got here like a couple weeks ago and i've never been in michigan before technically um but yeah because i spent the first year so my freshman year online um and i was stuck in jakarta so i did that i did my fall semester spring semester all online and i did the summer semester online from bali um but yeah i don't know being being able to be here now it's pretty crazy like i enjoy the freedom that comes with, you know, going to school in the U.S. And I don't know, I just have been exploring the place a lot. And I've campus is huge. Oh. I've gotten lost a lot of times. I took the wrong bus and ended up in downtown Lansing. By accident, <laughs> I was trying to go home. So I, I got lost a lot of times my first couple of weeks here. But, like, it's been good. It's, it's, a, it's a fun experience. And I Were love you it. coming home from class? No. <laughs> no, Th- yeah. That's what I want to know. <laughs> No, I was, so I was, um, I forgot where I was going, but I would, I was taking the number one bus and I was under the impression that it would like take a U-turn back to my apartment, but like the (laughs) U-turn was in downtown Lansing. So like they started driving all the way and then I was like, oh my God, I'm going to end up in like Lansing. So then I like stopped off, stopped in like in the middle of a, I don't know, random bus stop and I Ubered back home. (gasps) Because I was like, I don't know if I want to um end up in downtown. Like, I don't know how long that's going to take. And I was like, mm, I don't really want to go to downtown Lansing. Oh. So, yeah, I Ubered back home. But yeah. I also got lost a lot of times on campus because I wasn't familiar with the way that the buses were structured. Uh-huh. So I took the wrong bus. I took the wrong transit or whatever. Um, and, like, I circled the university several times you yeah. haven't been here for two months and you've already seemed like you've been through a lot oh yeah. well the first couple of weeks were rough <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a learning curve because i'm not living in a dorm okay i'm living in an off-campus <laughs> apartment right so then that took a lot of getting used to because there's no guidance if you're living in an apartment because if you're in a dorm you got ras you have other people who are basically in the same boat as you are you know but like in an apartment it's filled with like random people that you don't really know um, so it took a while to get used to, but I'm getting used to it, and everything's fine. I've gotten my uh, schedule and my system down, so everything's, you know, a lot better. Okay. Yeah, I feel like your class had it the toughest with COVID because you're basically a freshman as a sophomore taking sophomore-level classes 
maybe even junior level classes, yeah. mm-hmm. but still experiencing everything as like a time. yeah for the first time, which is crazy. Yeah. And bouncing off of that, like maybe it's just what maybe it's just how I see it, but it feels like the number of new people are doubled because the people who are in like say for example since Claudia is a sophomore she wasn't here last year and now she has to come here and like experience everything like you know where is class this where is class that how do you Mm -hmm. get from point A to point B and so on and so forth and then it seems like a wave of students just came here yeah no I think this year is like the most amount of students have entered MSU this year well, oh, I, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I did not know that. And, I mean, for us Indonesians, we have uh, gotten, like, quite a few guys, like, you know, either coming back or, um, come, like, like you, Claudia, like, mm-hmm. for your first time for first here. Time. Yeah. And also on that note, I want to give a shout out to all the exchange students listening to this episode because, you know... Uh, well, in a way, welcome to East Lansing. And second of all, like, you know, uh, you will do fine as you go along here. It's going to yeah. be okay. Yeah. Definitely a very fun experience being exactly. on campus here in MSU, exploring mm. East Lansing. Exactly. Exploring uh, Grand River and all that it has to offer. And <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yes. uh, But yeah, it's, uh, it's good. It's good to be here finally. Okay. Mm-hmm. And also bouncing off of, you know, as you say, you know, a lot of new students come and uh, you say, you know, you got to work your way through things. I want to turn it back to you, Jazz, here. Uh, I know you said um, earlier, you everything now kind of made, made sense. You know, uh, everything is structured from A, A to Z and um, it just feels like, you know, as it is before, you know, we went but online. Yeah. Did you expect that before? I guess my question is, did you expect it before you entered the semester or did you have any other expectations coming into the semester in particular? I thought it was going to be really different because I was here last year while everything was online and like campus was still accessible. We survivors, Jazz. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Like campus was still accessible. You could still go to the dining halls, but everything was taped off and you had to be six feet apart. You had to wear a mask and, um, like, everything, like, all the food was given to you in, like, takeout boxes. And, like, uh, even the study spaces, there were markers and chairs were taken away just for social distancing. So I thought it was going to be kind of like that, but with people, like, more people. But then all of that was gone. So I was like, oh, okay. And then, like, with in-person classes... I thought, okay, maybe there's like a reduced amount because it was like over the summer, they said, okay, we're going to do 75% in person. But like for some people, they have almost all their classes online or majority and then half of it in person. Mm. So then like when I go on the buses, I'm thinking like exactly how it was in 2019 where I'd get on the bus and there would be like everyone sitting on the bus and like people and I would have to stand just to go to one of my classes. Then I get on the bus and I'm like, okay, there's like no one on here. So I'm like, wait, this is so strange because I'm thinking like there are so many people on campus, but then not really using the buses. Uh, and then there are no COVID restrictions or like as strict as it was. Yeah. And so 
I don't know, it's kind of like a mixture of both what it was like last year and this year, but not really. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think it kind of feels normal, though, uh, for the most part. I, I love being on campus, and it's just like one of my most favorite things about this university in general. So I'm, I'm just glad to be back. Especially now as the fall season before yeah. everything just yeah, covers it's up in white. Beautiful here now. Love the fall. Mm-hmm. And beautiful. Also, like re- going back to your point of like being in the bus and like it wasn't as it was back then. Yeah. I think I can share the same experience as well because uh, during my like second day of classes here, I took the bus and I don't know why it felt kind of weird to me that I can easily find a place to sit down. Yeah. Because I'm usually, as you said, you know, we packed and sometimes the driver would be like, all the way to the back. (laughs) Yeah. They would just like, no, no, all the way to the back. Yeah. More people are coming, this and that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That never happened, like, for the three weeks I've gone through classes. Like, three, four weeks. Never. Freshman year, I had a really, like, heavy metal water bottle in, like, the side of my backpack pocket. And I got up and I turned and I hit some guy in the eye with my water bottle while getting off the bus. It was so packed. And, like, this year, that would never happen. So you literally just sucked the bottle into his... (laughs) Yeah, he was, like, he was, like, holding his eye, like, in pain. I felt so bad, but I had class on the leave. Yeah. I apologized though before, but I felt so bad. I really had to go. I <laughs> yeah. like I I like how you had the ten second internal conflict. Like, what? <laughs> I feel bad, but I need to go. Yeah. If, if that guy is listening to this podcast, just know Jasmine is very sorry. I'm really yeah. sorry. <laughs> very sorry. Uh, wow. <laughs> but okay, I'm gonna turn to you now, Claudia. Okay. Since you said, you know, you're, I want to use the word, the newbie in town. Sure. <laughs> uh, if, if that's a legitimate word to use. Mm-hmm. Like, how, what did you expect, you know, because you travel all the way from right. uh, Indonesia. Like, did you think like, oh, MSG is going to be this, MSG is going to be that? Like, what was going through your head you know, during that time? I did not really have much of an expectation going in. The only thing I, I, okay, I was under the impression that my apartment would be closer to Grand River and closer to campus. (laughs) And like, because I looked it up on Google Maps and everything and like me and my mom were just kind of like, okay, it's not that bad. It's pretty close on Grand River or whatever. But like when we actually got here and like, because I came here with my parents and my dad was driving and then he was like, wait, why is it so far? I was like, wait, why is it so far? Because we have to drive like quite a distance to get to my apartment. Then when we got there, I was like, this is far. And so that was the only thing that was kind of um, confusing, I guess. But I didn't really have much of an expectation. I literally had no idea what MSU even really looked like. Like I've seen pictures, but like pictures can only tell you so much and can only give you like so much of a description of what the vibe would be. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think you just have to feel it. You just it, have to feel it. it yeah, and like kind of as the seasons change, the vibes change as well. Because when I first got here, it was so hot. The sun mm-hmm. was a, it was glaring. It was so aggressive and was really hot, and it was just like kind of humid. 
And now the weather is like changing. It's getting kind of colder and a little bit more chilly, which I appreciate. Um, so I don't know. I didn't really. I guess the only thing that I didn't expect was that it would be really hot when I first came here. That mm. was pretty pretty weird. Cause I expected it to be fall. Um, so. Well, you came here around August, right? Yeah. So, so I, I I thought it would be kind of cold, but no, it was like hot. It was really hot. I'll give you some advice for Michigan weather. Have no expectations. No, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. Yeah, yesterday there was literally no sun. It was like raining, drizzling. It was windy. It was cold. And today, like the sun is out. And it's it was bright. forty degrees yesterday, mm-hmm. and it's seventy-five. Exactly. The way it just jumps makes no or sense. drops or, or drops. drops. <laughs> yeah, literally. like as you say, no expectations. You, no you expectations. cannot predict what will nope. happen. Absolutely no. But. but yeah, like um, I don't know. Being here, it's it's been quite a journey, and I'm I don't know. First week I was here, I was super overwhelmed because I had to. Mm. My parents were only here for a little bit, and then they like left and stuff. Yeah. So like I had to kind of move in by myself, and I don't know. There were so many things that I needed to get, and just things that I needed to like set up and stuff. Um, I got my duvet, okay, uh, in the mail right. Okay. Cause I was like, because my first couple of nights here, I didn't sleep with like. A blanket or anything i brought um what do you call it in english kain like batik it was like a batik um fabric thingy that i used yeah. so i used that to sleep and it was like weird so then when my duvet came i was like yes my duvet came i can sleep peacefully now when i opened the box i ripped it with my <gasps> scissor and the filling of the duvet went poof and it was just it went and that's new and it came in the mail it was new and like I was so excited for the duvet, it was new. It just came. It was so fluffy, and I ripped it. And the sheer like level of panic that went through my body. I called my mom. I was like, "Mom, I'm so stupid. <laughs> I got the duvet." And then she was like, "Oh, you can sew it." I was like, "Oh yeah, I can." Okay, so then I sewed back together. It's all good now. Yay! Fine. You but, see, instant problems yeah. are instant solutions. No, but it was, yeah, it was just hectic coming yeah. here. Um, because I don't know. I feel like. Being here for the first time and immediately jumping into an apartment with little to no guidance, it takes a little bit of getting used to. Um, but so far, I mean, I've been enjoying my time. Yes, it's been overwhelming, but it's also been fun. Mm-hmm. Got to meet a lot of people. Got to meet all of you. Oh, yes. So that's been really we fun. Yes. So, yeah. A lot of things has happened within the, what, three weeks? Four weeks I've been here? Yeah. Or something like that, right? And you're a sophomore, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, since you mentioned February, I forgot to mention this earlier in the show as well. So Claudia is also uh, stepping in for uh, February, who could not be here. For our Madam President. Yes. Yeah. And we just want to give a shout out to her in this episode. Yes, we love yes. you. Yes. I love you, Fab. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to turn the, uh, things back to you now here, Jazz. Uh, you also um, like moved into a new place, right? From yes. your uh, old one. Yes. Did you have a similar experience like Claudia? or Did you rip your duvet? Oh, <laughs> no. We didn't know that our apartment didn't have AC. No. Uh, and it was really hot uh, oh. the first like, couple weeks. Um, the, there is AC, but it's only in the living room, in the corner, furthest away from our bedroom, so my bedroom was super, super hot. Um, now that, since it's cooling down, it's not an issue, 
But still, that was really annoying. And we couldn't look at the bedroom because of COVID. Like, even though I was here and she and my roommate could come here, like, the apartment complex didn't allow us to look at the, like, actual rooms or anything. Yeah. So we just had to go based off videos. And, like, luckily, it looked exactly how it did in the video. Except, like, there were some things that I was, like, unhappy about, like, in the bathroom. Like, the tile was cracked and I was like, um okay that's a health hazard and so yeah i mean like covid gets in the way of everything so i think that's just kind of like a first world problem (laughs) but it's all right now yeah well now that you mentioned covid um it didn't seem like to get in the way of like the festivities during welcome weekend oh yeah um, oh my god mm-hmm. because i mean personally like when i when i came back here because i spent the summer in jakarta as well at least for the second part of the summer it's like what did all these people come from oh yeah yeah i did not expect that like i mean it was crazy and, um also like events are coming back like we did mm-hmm. participation the other day yes. and uh what was it that we did oh and last week uh we did our welcome wagon potluck and also we want yeah. to thank i want to take the chance in this episode to thank every single one of the participants and the organizers you know for the effort and their time you know to make uh, the event happen and personally i had a really great time yeah, it was yeah. a great event. Um, the potluck was a lot of fun. I mean, there was a lot of prep that went into it. Oh, yeah. yeah. There was a lot <laughs> of prep that went into that. And we can go into that and all the nitty-gritty details of us making the noodles and the rendang and the panic that went through when the rendang just wouldn't really cook, right? Yeah. <laughs> the event overall was really fun. I didn't expect that many people to show up, but oh, yeah. the turnout was pretty pretty nice. It was. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was nice to see everyone to, like just gather and like enjoy Indonesian food and just like hang out with everyone, get to know everyone. It was fun, yeah. and it was good weather. Oh yes, oh. that we have to relish. And yeah. <laughs> speaking of fun, like I, I, I'm quite happy to see that what we prepped yeah. got finished. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was edible, thank God. <laughs> I know. Be- I know. Because, I mean, uh, when during, at the, I was, uh, you know, help, helping out and I turned my back for a bit. Like, me going was only a quarter of the tray left. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a big hit. I didn't even get to eat the nasi uduk I made. No. Really? It was literally all gone. I kept seeing because that was the first thing at the table. I was like, "That's gonna be gone oh, yeah, in an absolutely. instant." And yeah, was, you just knew it, isn't it? Yeah, I was gone. like, "It's gonna be gone." <laughs> and that was People the thing I ate it up. Like, it was gone. Like I, I think it was the first thing that was gone too. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that and the migoreng. Did people mm-hmm. say good feedback about the rendang? Nah? Because I I didn't yeah. try it myself as well. Like literally, oh, no. only you got good feedback on the sambal. Oh yeah, no, really you gotta explain your recipe for or yeah, no, for I the people it, out actually. there. Okay, well, this, I'm, I'm gonna. No, it's top secret, Indika. We sell them. <laughs> if you're interested yeah. in getting sambal here in East Lansing, you know, hit us up. Yeah, yes. we can hook you up with some sambal. Yes, and what was it that you told me? Like, what was it that you tell me? The one where. 
you saw someone literally took oh, two no, spoons. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, spoons of- so we didn't anticipate that people would eat that like many much sambal because like yeah. so we made like a like a little bowl full of it, right? Well, it was like it was like yay like big, right? Yeah, it was like a yeah, Tupperware cool. of something. We thought like it was like two to three batches. We figured like okay, that's a pretty good amount, right? Because uh-huh. it was pretty spicy, yeah, you know. Yeah. But um, when I got there, and I was monitoring like everyone taking their foods and stuff. People were taking like gigantic spoonfuls. Like of the sambal and like, like tablespoons, like yeah, like big tablespoons, and like we were taking two tablespoons. I was like, oh no, we're gonna run out, and like they finished it, you know, like it, it was completely like everyone really enjoyed it, and like it got to the point where I had to like scrape the sides and everything. Like, <laughs> oh, you're a little bit left, here you go. But it was a big hit. Everyone loved it. Sambal runs through our blood. Exactly. Oh, we're Indonesian, exactly. of course. Exactly. It's gonna run out. And I know that our Mr. Producer here, Nicholas Corneone, is a big fan of sambal himself, aren't you, Nico? Yep, especially uh, last year we made a video of making sambal for Taste of Asia. Mm. All right. Mm. That was my magnum opus. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when we cooked that uh, sambal... Um, Because we made it in Jasmine's apartment, Mm -hmm. her entire apartment. The smell, the way it burnt, like, it was strong. My eyes were burning. My eyes were burning, my nose, I was sneezing. It was was painful. And I was the one. Yeah, you were sauteing. Yeah, yeah, I was sauteing, but, like, I I was, like, continuously maintaining, like, okay, like, keep it together, (laughs) keep it together. And also, honestly, now that you say it again that, you know, everyone liked it and stuff, I thought it would be too spicy for people. Because, like, I mean, just this... But There's no such thing. Okay, yeah, okay. I was going to say. Most of the people we were serving it to were Indonesian people. Well, I oh, mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it would make sense. I don't think they cared. Yeah. Like, we should have probably made more. More, yeah. They ran out really quick. The nasi uduk and the sambal, I think, were the first yeah. two things that really ran out super quick. We know How for next time. Things? What did people say about esbuah? I, I oh. know we made it oh. on the spot. Oh, oh yeah. No, people people loved it. Not to toot my own horn because I was the one mixing it. <laughs> but people seem to like it. I mean, because um, yeah. we made, it was like a gigantic tub and we made two batches. Because we made the first batch, it ran out. And then I made a second batch and then that ran out. And people seemed to dig it. And I was like, oh, yay. Because I was like, oh, oh, hi guys. Like, how's the Esbua? Like, do you like it? And then, yeah. yeah, it's good. I'm like, yes. Because I, I needed to stir that with all the ice, the, the water. Oh, it was kind of hectic and it was kind of messy. But it was good. People was seemed really to dig good. it. And it was like improv... Uh, what was the word? Improv- Improvisation. Yeah. Yeah. We improvised the recipe. We just kind of eyeballed everything. And I had everyone like taste test. It was like, hey, come here. T- taste yeah, it. Yeah, taste yeah, it. Yeah. Try, try. And I was like feeding it to everyone. I was like, does it taste good? And I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, great. Because I remember like before the before the event started, you were like, Andika, open this light sheet. Bam! Open, open this melon. Yeah, there were so many cans, and the can opener, like people had a hard time like opening the can. So, so I was like prying it open really aggressively. And also, you said like you also the other time like what's the syrup? Okay, this this is red. I haven't. Think, I don't know. Bam! Yeah, no, I was like, does the syrup taste weird? It smells weird. Smell it. Where was the condensed milk? Yeah, but it was it was great. Um, I'm glad that we had like you know yeah. like, dessert. We had a pretty good array of foods. Um, and like after our food right now, there are people that came in with more food. We had yeah. sambal. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. we also had spaghetti 
and we had like nasi ayam and everything. So like you know, there was like a lot of food kind of flowing around and rotating. So it was really nice. Was up to a big hit too that time? Because I did. I only yeah. took like one bowl. It came later though, so I think everyone was already full. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but it was a big hit for the people that came mm-hmm. late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I was like, oh yeah, soto. I was like, when else are you gonna eat soto here at Isansing? Yeah. And the best part about it is like you know how like uh, as you say like most people are Indonesian and uh, right. a good number of them are the people from the exchange program. Yep. What I really loved about them and guys, I appreciate each and every one of you for doing this is like they literally said thank you for like giving them Indonesian food because you know I mean they got um you know when else they can they were yeah, gonna eat it. it after a while yeah mm-hmm. and literally like in my social media feed like I go like people like oh thank you for me as MSC for potluck oh. today and then oh that's so cute thank you and I mean <laughs> we're the we're we're from the events too Claudia I mean, oh, I mean yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously credit uh credits also to everybody again for uh, for the organizers and the attendees who came and also yes. you know. Took the time to, you know, enjoy themselves in the good weather at the day and just really, it was nice mingling with everybody. Oh yeah, kudos yes. to everyone that was patient enough to wait for the bus. Yeah. Oh yes. Thank the you. The bus was kind of tricky, yeah. We completely forgot that, like, on the weekends, like, the buses, they don't run as frequently. So that was a little bit of an issue and I felt kind of bad for a lot of the people that had to wait a while. But, like, kudos to all of you that ended up coming. We really hope that you had a good time. Oh, we really do. Yeah. yeah. And we hope that you guys enjoyed the food. Mm-hmm. Well, the fact that I, it I, was finished, it was finished. Yeah. They seemed to enjoy the food, and I would call that a success. I think yeah. if everyone was not full, Sotoyam would be yeah. out the door. Yeah, that's true. That that that's a guarantee. That's true. But I wanna also from this uh, topic, I wanna sidetrack it, backtrack it a bit. Okay. Like, um, you know, we have everything is now back in person and whatnot. Right. Is there a side of you that says, oh, wait, I kind of low key, like, I want to say miss online stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, because mm-hmm. specifically, like, w- when you talk about like oh we have events we gather oh that's cool we, we eat together we mingle together and you know everything's cool and all but like when you go to like stuff for like academic stuff mm-hmm. like i i kind of ha- personally have like okay i can just wake up and log in yeah no yeah. yeah if i'm being honest i think i was more like the academic portion of being like an msu student was easier online I I don't know, I think it differs from person to person, but I I don't know, I don't really do well in like long lectures or big like halls and stuff. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, it just doesn't interest me as much. I feel like online everything was more um, like up to me, like how I want to structure it, the pace of it. So it's definitely easier to follow. And there are less distractions when you were online. At least for True. me, because I was stuck back at home, right? And mm-hmm. like I had to switch my sleeping schedule. So essentially I was awake. Oh my god. I was awake the whole night and I would sleep during the day, right? So when I was awake, everyone in my house would be asleep. 
so I was just like alone and stuff so I think there was like less distractions I could really focus on my work and like being here um it's all different because now you actually have people to talk to people to like meet and stuff and like you have to like run to people class people to study with people to study yeah yes yeah, study buddies um shout out to all my study buddies that's a thing now okay oh, like yeah. uh that that's what I also like about being back yeah you have actual people to like hang out with and study with so it's like I don't know you gotta weigh it out I guess there's like different pros and cons to it but yes sometimes I do miss things that were online because I felt like it was more chill in a way mm-hmm. it wasn't yeah. as hectic because like you didn't have to run from one building to the next building take mm-hmm. the bus and go here you can just like hop on and off zoom um but I feel like online you're missing out on a really big part of like the experience of being here in MSU which are the people you know yeah, the people the course. place so yeah, pros and cons. Well, I mean, if we talk about the pros and cons, I think if we talk about like online, the compensation is the experience, as you said. Right. But if we yeah. talk about in person, the compensation is the effort. Because I have to like, at least when we started back in first September, I have to get used to the fact that I have to get up. Right. Yep. Change clothes, or at least mm-hmm. put look presentable. Mm-hmm. Go wherever my class is and just sit down and literally see a human being, like either present a PowerPoint or write on a chalkboard again. <laughs> so at least that's a process of, you know, adaptation. But I want to ask you also a, a specific question, yes. Like I know yeah. you said earlier that um, now that everything's back in person is more structured. Mm-hmm. Did do you like? see some perks of what being online back then like i mean because yeah, yeah, you yeah. and i were here like last yeah. year like going through the period where everything was hey here's the zoom link yeah well you know what is that this semester so far like i honestly prefer how it's going now like okay. it's perfect because here's the thing back in 2019 and even before that of course but it was like you had to go to lecture because there was participation points during oh. class. So you had to go. And those were the easiest points to get. And of course, you're going to get the easiest points because everything else is like quizzes and exams or whatnot. So, but now you don't have attendance points because people can get sick really easily and they don't want people to encourage people to go to class if there's like attendance and stuff. Um, if they're sick. So then now they put everything online too because they have to make it as accessible as possible if you can't go to class for like a week or two. So now I can just skip class when the weather's bad, when I don't feel good, when I don't feel like it without any repercussions. And it's great because then they either record their lectures or they put everything online and it's just so much more accessible yeah and it's less stress and like Claudia said you don't have to go from one class to another and you're not rushing and honestly it's so much nicer like yes like for online class like I did be like all right wake up and just log on to zoom real fast I don't have to turn on my camera I don't have to worry about my appearance or anything and I'll just listen to the lecture and then shut it off and then go make breakfast or whatever it is nice but then it's like I feel like I wasn't really engaged in the lecture and then also like it's it's like 
you're like, it's too early for this because your sleep schedule now is just like way later and you're not really prepped for the day. You literally just woke up like five minutes before. And I don't know. I, I prefer I prefer the structure now than it was in 2019 and last year. Are you saying that the structure this semester specifically beats everything halfway? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> because now that you explained me this, I I have a personal anecdote myself. Literally today, like mm-hmm. I was one of my physics classes, I told I was told that it's going to be in person. Yeah. I just literally found out at 9 a.m. this morning that if you are unable to attend for whatever reason, the Zoom link is on D2L. And for those of you who don't know, D2L is how we get our information for our classes. But like, I I don't know why. Today's Friday. I only feel like going out today because of like, you know, I want to relax after a long week. I just decided to join the class through Zoom. Mm-hmm. So I like, and I just knew yeah. it literally today mm-hmm. for that specific class. I was like, yeah. Yeah. had I made plans to like, okay, Monday in person, Wednesday I'll yeah, go to Zoom, and exactly. Friday I'll go in person and whatnot. Yeah. Exactly. But at least now, well, better late than never, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Also, quick shout out to D2L. I love D2L, and it, it's so useful and functional. Just a quick shout out. I really like it. Um, I like when professors know how to use D2L. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I like. Because some classes, some professors, the way they structure D2L is a little bit messy, but when they know how to like structure it off really nicely, yeah. like I personally really appreciate when they structure it per week. So like yes. week one and then they have the materials week two because it just makes more like chronological sense. Um, But mm-hmm. I love D2L. It, it has helped me study, so thank you. But going off of what you said, both of you, Anika and Jasmine, I think accessibility has, it's really nice yeah, having yeah, yeah. the option to do online or in-person. So like, I really, because I, I have a class that's like, they call it high flex. And high flex. High flex, yeah. So that basically, Weird. it's like defined, for those, for those of you that aren't familiar, high flex is basically a class that you can complete either in-person or online. So you can do the mm. entire class online, but you can come in person if you would like to. And so I really appreciate um, classes that are structured like that. It's like, a, it's like a job where you get graded. You know how you're in jobs where you can work from home or work remotely? And work from well, remotely <laughs> or work at the office? Yeah, yeah. work remotely. No, yeah. yeah, I really appreciate that because it's so much more flexible. And yeah. it just gives you some... I don't know, It just it's nicer to know that you have the really option nicer. to do online or in person. Um, and it's just kind of nicer to study too. Because like if you just happen to not be able to show up to class, you won't be super left behind because all the materials are already up on D2L anyway. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I just like the way things are structured. Going off mm-hmm. of everything you guys said, mm-hmm. like like obviously you said you like yeah. it when professors use D2L and you like D2L because <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. all the materials are there. When I guess I want to dip in the line of a, quite a bad side about this, like when professors what's the word do not know how to do so mm. quote unquote mm-hmm. doesn't that give you more hassle given that last year has been online oh my god especially yeah. you mentioned accessibility well okay here's the i guess the down still the downside now and last year was it's not only d2l right it's every like they're using other things they they make their own 
like course website they use. Yes. Then they use like maybe Crowdmark or Pearson or Connect or oh my God. you know this Connect. that right. Mm-hmm. And and then they put all the links into D two L or yeah Zybooks. There's just so many other like platforms that we need to use. And then it's really confusing because they all have different due dates and maybe they're not really well structured in the syllabus or even the syllabus is in a completely different place. Like for one of my classes, if I want to see the syllabus, it's on a shared Google Drive. And so is our homework. Our homework's on a shared Google Drive that I had to access through Piazza. And I found that out through D2L. So I had to jump through many hoops just to find my homework. And then I had to turn my homework into Crowdmark. So... If you can keep up with all of those things that you have to use just to access certain things and turn things in, like, bravo. Like, it's hard, though. Like, Mm -hmm. in person or not, they're still going to use those online resources no matter what. So I just, I, a big advice is to really, really, like, list out each of the different platforms that you need to use for each class and put the due dates. And if they're consistent, that's great. But if they're not consistent, then that's your professor's fault and you need to complain about that. <laughs> well, speaking going off all the different platforms you use, like I know you yeah. mentioned Crowdmark earlier. And yeah. for, uh, for myself as a physics student, we have grade school. I'm assuming all of you guys have a sort of scanners on your phones. Yep. <laughs> scanners. Like yep. your Phone your scanners. homework, like what, like for example, you do your homework on a sheet of paper, whatever it is, either it's a mess, oh. or and then you take a picture and yeah, it turns yeah. into PDF. Or yeah, PNG. and they scan it for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's like when you guys meant when you mentioned like Crowdmark and like whatever it is, I'm thinking, oh wow, now I have I had a scanner on my phone, and that's the only time I yeah. use it to submit like assignments and stuff. Yeah, and like sometimes. Scratch yeah, work. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes they ask you to submit by the question. So you have to like, well, at least oh for me, like question one is image such and such or mm-hmm. P- PDF uh, such and such. So you have to take it one by one then. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a little bit of a hassle. No, and like some science classes, um, they always have different like systems that they use. So you have to learn a new system when you join a class and then a different class and a professor yeah. has a different system. So it's kind yeah. of like you have to just go along with it, and it can get a little confusing when you're when you're not like used to it. Um, Cause I had to kind of, and I also some, sometimes like you have to like, pay for it and stuff. And the fees, yeah, the fees for those online books they're inescapable because sometimes when you purchase those books, they come with like, um, I don't know, like it's like a linked code or whatever. So you you don't you can't not buy the book in access to your learning yeah. resources. Oh yeah, yeah. and like sometimes they're a little pricey. Um, and so that's a little bit annoying I understand though because sometimes those type of online books they do help uh, learning like a little bit better Mm -hmm. but they are a little pricey Um, so that's kind of the downfall of it yeah for the most part online learning is very interesting because it's very um, I don't know it's so much much more flexible and there's so many different ways you can go about it I really appreciate those like online books where they'll give you like little definitions or note cards on the side or just like note taking like options on the side. I don't know. I just think that's cool. Use the flashcards to study for your exam. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, now we we already touched on like uh, how like logistics wise and you know the experience being online and in person as students, you know. 
but for the last topic of our episode today i want to touch on like us as where we're from you know yeah uh in this room you know all of us are related to indonesia in some way or form or another right yeah mostly 90% you know of because of our families mm-hmm. and to me like being an indonesian student here i have to like think with like i have to think about like three things first of all well i have people that i know back home and to talk to them sometimes have to like i have to like control like you know when like because the time zone difference is just, like yeah. very large second of all food okay indonesian food is a rarity and is a gem of the world okay oh, yeah. whenever i see it here i go for it period Absolutely. Yes. you know and number three like maybe it's the fact that um well personally for me like just the way of seeing how things are done in southeast asia and north america are different cultural you know? differences right exactly so yeah. i had to like I'm not saying I'm like wow like this is due to me but like you got to adjust exactly so for you guys well I'm going to start with you Jasmine what is it like you know being an Indonesian student here like what are some of the things like you know I guess that kind of resonate with you in maybe a personal matter mm-hmm. so I'm Indonesian American for those of you that haven't heard the other two episodes that I was on from the last seasons. Um so I was born here in Michigan. I only live about an hour away from MSU. And so growing up, I grew up in a predominantly white like school system up until like high school was a lot more diverse, but I did not know any other like Indonesian students or Indonesian Americans that went to my school. Yes, I did have like family friends that I knew for a long time. But coming here, I decided to join Permias because I really wanted to connect more with my Indonesian side because I am more Indonesian than I am anything else. Mm-hmm. Um and my mom, um she cooks Indonesian food all the time. So I really just wanted to connect with that side of my my ethnicity. So when I came here, it's mostly Indonesian students like like for example Andika and Claudia and and even Nick uh they're all from Indonesia uh and then they came here to the US just for school or like Nick moved here with his family and for me though I am American so it's it's like I'm very americanized I don't even speak bahasa indonesia which is really sad but mostly my mom's fault <laughs> um <laughs> but <laughs> Um I was really surprised though when we did the participation this year. There was two Indonesian American students that came oh, up yeah. to our booth. And right. I was like I have never met an Indonesian American that I didn't already know from my mom that went to my school so this is crazy. So I was like I was like wait and I was like do you guys speak Bahasa Indonesia and they're like no I was like me too <laughs> and so it was really funny but um you know it's it's a, it's crazy that even though Indonesia is like what like the fourth most populated country in the world about that yeah yeah, yeah like right. it's like it's crazy like here I mean in Michigan itself there's not a really like a big population of Indonesians here and a lot of my friends that I was friends with since I was like a baby they all moved back 
to Indonesia. So just finding like this community like Permias and the reason why that's the reason why I joined and now I'm the vice president which is even crazier. Yes. Yes. And it just goes to show that if you're Asian American and you want to reconnect with your culture, like you don't have to be any percent of something to identify with that culture. Just go out there, meet some friends and like connect with things that you know um and things that you can relate on and then you can even learn even more um and you'll feel more at home or at least I do Mm -hmm. um and that's different for everyone but I definitely highly encourage that you reach out to different parts of you and try to find yourself yeah Yeah. that's the lesson of the day from madam vice president ladies and gentlemen words of wisdom pearls of wisdom (laughs) snaps well, thank you for that insight, Jasmine. I want to turn to you now, Claudia. Since you, you've been here for, as you say, you know, but only like three weeks. weeks. Four weeks. Yeah, about that. So, and you don't, you know, you told your little anecdote about that lovely duvet of yours. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love my duvet. <laughs> but like, uh, everything aside, um, how is it like for you, like being an Indonesian student? in the United States, especially like at least you and I can both relate on, you know, we've come like what, 10,000 miles across the world to be here. like that. So what, how is it like for you? Yeah. So I'm a, I come from Indonesia. I come from Jakarta specifically. So I was born and raised in Jakarta. Um, So I'm like an international student here. And I don't know, I guess I wasn't expecting as much of a cultural shock as I did when I like started living here because I visited the US before but mm. I guess I've never lived here before yeah. and it's like a different experience mm-hmm. um so that's been kind of interesting I guess and I don't know um being an international student I needed to get used to a lot of things like I don't know just figuring out small things like figuring out my um health insurance was kind of confusing social security thingy that was kind of like something I had to figure out and kind of get used to figuring out my i20 just stuff like that you know um adulting stuff adulting stuff sure yeah yeah. getting I don't know like settling in moving in you know getting my Mm -hmm. first like big girl apartment living by (laughs) myself and all that um it's been interesting I don't know and I think Part of me when I got here was a little worried that I would lose touch with my Indonesian side because mm. I grew up um, kind of consuming American media for the mm-hmm. most part of my childhood. Okay. So I grew up on American television, American shows, American books. So even though I was an American, I was partially Americanized in a way. I don't know. But when I came here, I was worried that I would kind of lose touch with my Indonesian side. But having met everyone here in the Indonesian community, joining Permias and everything, I feel like it's a little piece of home that's here in East Lansing. And that has been really nice because, you know, like, yeah, I can speak English. Yes, I understand, like, American culture and, like, pop culture and all that. But it's just different, you know? And, like, I feel like being able to meet, like, all of you guys, it's Mm -hmm. been such a, like, warm experience and i feel so comfortable and i feel like we i don't know we just kind of 
vibe well with each other you know and mm. we like get along and it's fun and like we hang out and i don't know it feels like a little family here so that's been really nice and that's i guess my experience um but one more thing every time i mention that i'm from indonesia i always get a couple oohs ah really where is that every time i'm in class and that it comes up it's always like a point of discussion which is very um very uh interesting and i don't know i find it to be sometimes funny because a lot of people they don't really know where indonesia is um and so sometimes they would say things like oh cool and i would ask oh do you know where that is and they're like no i don't know so yeah that's been uh, my experience so far okay and um as for the you, you what both of you guys said I have one last question. From your experiences, do you feel like you've gotten out of your comfort zones, respectively? Because I know you said that uh, for you, Jazz, you um, you know got to touch with your Indonesian side, and for mm-hmm. you, you you were like, as you said, you were Americanized and in, in, in growing up in and, some way, I suppose. and you know mm-hmm. getting in touch with you know the roots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Is it like that for you guys, respectively? Yeah. The first time I met Fabri, she like heard of me and I heard of her, but I never actually like talked to her. And like the first time I ever met her, she spoke Mahasa to me and I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so funny. And I was like, oh no, like this is gonna be so weird. I'm gonna feel so outcasted because everyone's gonna speak around me and not gonna understand and it's gonna be so hard but it honestly has not been like that at all so i i think at first as a freshman when i was meeting everyone it was kind of nerve-wracking and then also like prepping for icn when i was a freshman and like oh my goodness that was like that was like i just chucked myself right into like the all the indonesian culture stuff and i was just like wow this is amazing at the same time overwhelming a little bit but in the end it was it was amazing it was like prepping for icn 2019 was probably like one of the hardest things i learned but you know what i i love the outcome it was great yes well i mean as you are now you are <laughs> the second most important indonesian in this <laughs> Community. Second most important Indonesian. Madam Vice President. Exactly. <laughs> and how about you, Claudia? Did you did you feel like you got out of your comfort zone yourself? Absolutely. I don't know. Like living alone in and of itself is me um, getting out of my comfort zone. And I don't know. I guess ever since I got here, I've been more. Um, I've been talking to a lot of more people, meeting new people, and I back home at least you know all through middle school and high school i've been pretty i was a pretty um like reserved quiet kind of person but ever since i got here i've just been kind of more excited to meet people and talk and so i've just been saying hello and stuff so that's kind of a little bit outside of my comfort zone but i've been enjoying it because that way i'm meeting new friends and you know just kind of hanging out with people and just saying yes to like different experiences and different things and i don't Mm -hmm. know overall it's been really fun and yes it is out of my comfort zone and everything but it's been good that's good well i guess <laughs> i'm really glad that we are all taking the good parts about everything that's been yes. going on in life and so it's also been uh good that we're now already 
uh, starting season three of the podcast. And yes. with those remarks, yes. uh, I would like to say thank you uh, to everybody listening to this episode. Uh, we are so happy to be back, and I'm so glad to have a new uh, lineup of people in the studio right here, and uh, just asking them you know what they think and having a conversation with them about what they feel and what they experience you know throughout their time uh being back here because yeah. quite simply we're just all happy to be back and also for our audience like i would again like to you know give a shout out to every single one of you specifically people who have listened to us from season one all the way to season two and now uh our first episode of season three you know you guys have are integral to what makes this podcast you know really quite widespread and known in a way and uh, i appreciate each and one of you guys and so with that and um also before i wrap up the show i would like to give also a special shout out to mas fahmi and batika uh if you guys are listening to this episode you know you guys are uh part of the crew who made up season one and two of this podcast and you know um i just really appreciate you guys for the work that you've done in those two seasons and with that and on behalf of permias msu terima kasih And see you guys on our next episode. Bye. Thank you so much, guys. Bye.